reaction. <laughs> <laughs> David, I'm very professional. <laughs> Shred. So, <clears throat> hello and welcome back to another thrilling episode of Lives, Thrives and Mental Health Dives. I am here with someone that needs no introduction. It's David. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Do you want me to say your last name? If you want, yeah, you can say David the full Potts. name. David Potts. Yeah. What's your middle name? James. David Jane Potts. James Jane, Potts. Not Jane, it's James. <laughs> Are you related to Paul Potts? Oh my God. <laughs> there was like a thing on Twitter where like people were saying that that much. Like he, Paul Potts got so fuming and he like tweeted saying, I am not related to David Potts. Why was he fuming? If anything, it's you that's fuming. Like, do you know what I mean? I've got the vocals out of the two of us. Do you, you know do? what I mean? And the looks. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So the theme of today's podcast is actually to talk about everything kind of like gossip, TV related, mm. because that's how David and I actually know one another, is we um, have worked together on pantomime, haven't we? We have. And we've actually like known a few mutual people. We met up in London. Do you remember that? With yeah. Dave, uh, with Nathan yeah. Henry. Um and we just like know a few mutual people and we just thought it'd be an interesting little gossip session mm. to dish the dirt. The dirt of the dirt. <laughs> the filthy dirt. The filthy <laughs> fucking dirt. The panto, just as a starting point. <laughs> the panto was a fever dream. I mean, at what point, like, where do we start? Like, where, where are we going? So we'll start, we met at the panto. We and did. it was like two titans colliding well we didn't actually both know that we were doing the panto because no. when we walked in for that um our like fittings we were trying all our costumes on i was like tessa what are you doing here yes and he was like i'm cinderella and i was like shut the fuck up that's in real life <laughs> cinderella yeah it was and what were you in that dandini, dandini. you were yes so yeah so we didn't realize that we were both doing the panto then we were like Oh my fucking God, it's us. And then obviously <laughs> we reconnected and um, we were actually being directed at the time by a guy <laughs> named Nick. I won't say his last name. No. We don't want to get sued. No. But Nick, talk to us about Nick. <laughs> <laughs> um, Nick was great. Nick was a lot. Uh, great at being a psycho. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Nick did this thing where he was like directing, but he'd also put himself in the show, but didn't memorise any of his lines. No. So we'd be trying to act with him. And when you're like doing acting and you're doing lines, like obviously you need to hear the other person's line. Because it's like, a it is a story. Yeah. So it, it actually is a story. So it's just easier for you to remember. If you're having a conversation with somebody, if they give you that, like, you know what you're responding to. You do. Yeah. And what we'd do is we'd all get up and we'd be like doing the lines. And then he'd be like... <laughs> Say his line was like, oh no, Cinderella. And that was a cue for someone to come, out, uh, come in on stage. He'd literally be like, yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> Not in the script. And David and I just look at each other and we just mouth, Not in the script. <laughs> that is not in the script. It's guys. not in the fucking script. I mean, we literally must have learned about seven shows in we that rehearsal because everybody just kept chucking their own bits in. I, that was my first time ever doing panto. Oh, yeah. So I was like, is this what it's like? Yeah. Because we're currently doing Cinderella, Pinocchio and Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
so true. And then I remember at the dress rehearsal, because Nick had been so disorganised, he was like, right, everyone stay until 5am. <laughs> and we were like, oh, right, and slave labour. Yeah, and poor Anne Norlin, who was, what, like 70-something, was like, guys, I've got to drive to Blackpool. Oh, yeah, I need to go Anne. home. Anne. I know. That was tight. Yeah. But then in a, like in this fever dream of like, exhaustion whatever he asked me to get up on stage didn't he <laughs> and then he was like um can we do the final scene now when you're learning a script from start to finish the final scenes are always like the most sketchy because you run them the least yeah don't you? and they're so long it's always the longest scene yeah it's always the longest scene so i was kind of like still relying on a bit of like line prompting and nick out of nowhere just blew his lid. Like blue. Like literally was like, there's a thousand girls waiting at the door to be Cinderella and I can have them here in a second. And he was like, get out. Oh my God, yeah. And I was like, what? Go into the street at 4am. And he street... was like, yeah. Do you remember that we got told that there was a knife man in Bolton Street? Yeah, someone told me. And I was like, I need to go and get Tessa. It was like, <laughs> anything could happen here. So I'm like sprinting down the town of Bolton at 3, 4am. Like, Tessa, come back. Come back. There's someone with a knife. And it was just so dramatic. But this is the thing that makes me laugh so much because a panto by nature is actually meant to be like a wholesome Christmas thing for children. Fun. They don't have a fucking clue what goes on in the background. Oh, not the audience. No. No idea. Not a clue. They don't know that all the cast are usually shagging. Yeah. <laughs> There's usually... You and Riley. That... <laughs> Me and Riley. Yeah, Riley, my gay co-star, who towards the end of the run was like, I don't know if I fancy you a bit. And I was like, Me too. <laughs> Both of us gay. Anyway, regardless. Mm -hmm. And then you necked him on the... On the night out. It was a dare. <laughs> <laughs> it was an absolute dare. It wasn't in the script. It wasn't. And for some reason, ever since then, which was what, about seven years ago, you constantly use it as a birthday post on my Insta. And I just find it really disrespectful. And I'm actually going to bring it up right now. It's really rude. because You need to stop posting it. <laughs> You've got to stop. I know, but it just really, really entertains me and the and the people. It's horrendous. You look like you're enjoying it. The mouth <laughs> to mouth size difference was the biggest issue. I actually got cope. So yeah, so we had this chaotic panto run. I was bullied by the director <laughs> to the point where even Anne Nolan, as in of the Nolans. Yeah, the Nolan sisters. I'm in the mood for the dance. Remember when you didn't know that song though? Yeah. Because you didn't actually know that song, no, did I didn't. you? And when you was like, what's this song for the ghost gag? <laughs> it was like, how dare you disrespect the Nolan sisters? Oh, yeah. And you <laughs> Sorry, was that like... Was something else I got absolutely dragged across the coals for. And you was like, I just don't know the I song. I just not heard it. I mean, to be fair, I don't think I knew it no, that well. No. But Nick was also really good at joining in with us, weren't he? Yeah. Joining in the jokes with us. He and was then, a smiling assassin. And then all of a sudden, screaming. Screaming. He, at me. Yeah, I mean. To the point where Anne Nolan literally stood up one night and she was like, Nick, what is the problem with Tessa specifically? Because he kept being like, it's you. you. And I was like, doing anything yeah so anyway long story very very short nick came on stage for one night in the show and then the next morning literally sent a text in the group chat where he was like i'm flying back to la and i'm done with you all and we were like but the show goes on in three hours yeah <laughs> and we've got two shows today and we've got two shows yeah and we i mean even though we'd learned scripts for seven shows <laughs> um, we had no one to stand in and then we were made to like go and greet the people at the door of the theatre and God. say that there'd been some kind of medical emergency, which now looking back is actually kind of fucked up. 
I think they said that there's something wrong with him or something. They were like, he's had a serious health scare. And people were like, is he okay? I mean, but he wasn't healthy. Mental health. If you think about it, wasn't actually that healthy. Yeah. Well, wherever he is, I hope he's happy. Yeah. And we wish him well. We do wish him well. But he was a real storm in a teacup. Yeah, I just want to know if he'll direct Panto for me. <laughs> I actually want to know if he'll show anyone else's dick pics because I actually was subjected to that. You did ask for it. I didn't. You, you he loved kept him. talking about his dick and I was like, what's so good about this dick? And the next thing I was looking at it. And I had to, it was really awkward as well because he was like, it's good dick, isn't it? And what are you going to say in that moment? I'm so just I, glad I opted out of looking. <laughs> like that's all I'm going to say that I was like, you were like, I'm no. not interested. No, I'm all right. Yeah. I'm actually all right, to be fair. Yeah, which is, it's so funny that now that I'm the, like out of the closet, so are you. Yeah. <laughs> Always have been. Yeah, <laughs> because at the time we were actually both texting Tinder men, weren't we? Yeah, Daryl and, and Gareth. Gareth. Right. And they actually both ghosted us. <laughs> at the same time. At the same time. Um, so I remember just feeling like that on top of my shoulders as well as Nick, you know, screaming at me. It was too much. There was a lot going on. It's just weird because I, when I went into the next panto, I thought, God, is this how it's going to be again? And it's just nothing like the first No, because you I did the same scripts, but you went to do the adult one. Adult and it version. was amazing. It was amazing. Yeah. And now loved you love it. doing the adult ones, I don't do. you? I love them. I came to see you, didn't I? You I did. stabbed myself in the mouth. But I came to see you in yes. uh, Colne. Colne. What a vibe. What a, what a town. <laughs> what, a t- <laughs> what a vibe. <laughs> what a t- town of glamour. Gorgeous. But yes, so the panto. Mm. We we did it. We'd yeah. do it again. I would absolutely do it again. I'd do it again for the yeah. walls, I yeah. would. Sorry, I've just remembered something else. Do you remember that <laughs> guy who was our only tech and light guy and he'd turn up sometimes and one time we found him asleep on the steps outside? Will. Will. Oh, wow. And I'm really sorry to say it, Will smelt so bad, <laughs> I actually used to, he used to part my hair oh. when he was... <laughs> When he was near me, you know what I mean, don't you? Yeah, Tess, he fell asleep underneath the lighting bench upstairs. He come back from a night out in Bolton, let himself into the theatre straight after the night out and went and slept under the lighting table. And then came on stage like, Mike checks. And we were all like, oh, right. And you stink you of Strongbow. St- oh, my God, he fucking hummed. And this is what I mean. There's like children in the front row like, la, la, yeah. la, la, la. And we have to be, high, be behind the curtain and this is all going on yeah it's what about crazy. Armin, Clow? i know i mean i mean mine wasn't affected thankfully but with no, yours actually no we had such a vibe backstage such a vibe we shared makeup we well, you always... ma- mainly just used your words because i didn't really have any you you always turned up with a two liter bottle of pop always to loosen the vocal cords <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i needed that thick syrupy substance on my throat just to loosen them up for my Song. For your song. For my song. And then we'd have to listen to Riley warming up for 90 minutes. <laughs> and then telling you how to warm up vocally. Because <laughs> I'm not a professional singer at all. I just like get out there. Yeah, but you best. are God. I give it my best, is all I can say. Yeah, 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 yeah. But um, so we do our own vocal warm up, <laughs> mine and Anne's duet. Cinders is gone. gone. She's moving on. Obviously, I was. And Riley, who's a very serious singer, would be like, guys, I'm going to go and steal, uh, steam my vocal cords. If you want to come in there and get serious, come. <laughs> and I've want- got, if you've got these ginger sweets, if you just want to <laughs> suck on one of them for five minutes before we go on stage, it'll really help loosen the vocals. Yeah, I'm sure those made my throat worse. 
He was trying to sabotage. Yeah, he was sabotaging, yeah. It was literal sabotage, but yeah. Prick. So anyway, if you'd like to see me and David in Panto and you're a Panto director. <laughs> <laughs> then book us now. Book us now. We're a great Cinderella and Dandini. But yeah, so moving on to the TV stuff. Yes. So one of the things that I get asked a lot on my Instagram, because mm. I used to do like tidbits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like days work here and there mm -hmm. for MTV and Lab Bible. Yeah. And people were like, you would have bloody smashed that. Why didn't you take it full time? And I know that you, more than anyone, appreciate that's not how it works. Absolutely. It really doesn't. Do people say that stuff to you? Like, oh, why don't you just do this? Or yeah. Like, why don't you just take over Good Morning Britain? Yeah, like... like and you're like, oh. <laughs> why don't you just present I'm a celebrity get me out of here <laughs> it doesn't work like that it doesn't it's, you don't just hand your CV in no it's, it's not like, it's not an indeed thing no I I compare it it's kind of like being an actor you know like unless you've got a recurring job mm. like you do where you've got a series that you come yeah. back for but even people that go on Love Island they have one shot oh, you've got one shot yeah. and then that's it they're, they're praying that they're going to get something else something else yeah and not that that was my experience, but like I used to get a call from MTV and they'd be like, come and do two days this month. And it was like well paid, mm. but then it'd be like, um, yeah, we'll keep you on the books and maybe we'll ring you in like another month. And people were like, go full time for MTV. And <laughs> yeah. I was like, the offer's not there. No, <laughs> the offers aren't there. And they like what they like. Yeah. And if they like it, they're going to stick with it. Yes. They're not going to sack Alison Hammond. Alison Hammond, They're so not. that I can take her spot because... Yeah, everyone loves Alison. Yeah, exactly. I love her. I, icon. Yeah. Alison I... is an icon. Yeah. But yeah, it's just, it's really, really not like that. It, and it, like you say, like with a lot of the shows, like Love Island and stuff, it's the next best thing. Yeah. Um, But I was obviously lucky with Weekender. It was like a recurring thing. But I mean, I could have done one series and they could have just thought, nah. I know, but you've actually kind of become like the centre point, haven't you, of that? <laughs> No. What are you talking no, about? No, we're all amazing. Yeah. <laughs> but how did you even like hear about it? How did you, what was the audition like? What oh my was... God. Do you know what? I can't, it was really weird. I either, either it was like my friend sent me a link on Facebook and it was like to like this, it looked like indeed actually. So <laughs> <laughs> retract what yeah, I just I'm said. Just retract what I said. Um, but yeah, it was like I went, it was like this link and I just found the application form. My friend was like, you need to apply for this. And I'd never watched it at the time. Oh, right. Um, but my friend loved Ibiza Weekender and I had only done one series because I joined on the second one. And I just thought, oh, I'll give it a go. Because I knew I was going to get sacked anyway. And I was looking for a new job because I worked for the Bank of Scotland at the time. <laughs> Why did you know you were going to get sacked? I used to get dragged into the office every single day about your attitude. about my attitude my behavior professionalism i was so unprofessional no, and you. i just thought laughing in a bank isn't that hard isn't that bad do you know what i mean yeah. like let's have a laugh in the rbs <laughs> let's spice the rope and scotland up a bit let's laugh about <laughs> notes and coins come on yeah i well i used to deal with isa accounts oh so like people where they'd saved thousands yeah. and like transfer it sort the tax out and i must have messed up everybody's banking right so if you did use to bank with rbs in 2013 i apologize this is your formal you, apology yeah if you've lost a lot of money <laughs> i didn't steal it um but yeah anyway then i applied for it filled in the application form it was literally like three questions in a picture right uh, <laughs> and that must have been what sold <laughs> yeah, the picture definitely sold it. and i was like as an 18 year old like looking gorgeous um 
And yeah, I literally filled it in and then I didn't hear anything for like six months. I'd forgot about it. I got a new job at the time and then they just rang me out the blue and was like, do you remember applying for this? And I was like, oh my God, yeah, that was like months ago. As um, if they left it six months. Like right, literally, are. it was months. Yeah. Like I think this was like the September time. It must have even been longer. I didn't think, I don't think I heard back to like the April, May the next year. That is mental. Yeah, like so long. So then you went to this like, audition yeah so there was like uh well i had a fir my first one was over the phone right and i worked at o2 at the time <laughs> <laughs> you were just making your way yeah, around the ice yeah break. yeah and um i was like oh god they're gonna use up all my dinner break it better be worth it so anyway it looks like <laughs> it was worth it um and yeah i just had a phone interview they asked me loads of questions and there was like a couple of days later they rang me again and was like we want to speak to you again but face to face yeah so we went i went to a hotel in manchester where they were doing auditions and i basically just sat there and then there was like two women in the camera and they basically just asked me everything that i'd just done over the phone but face to face ah. and then there was like we've also seen on your facebook that you like dancing and i was <laughs> like <laughs> I was like, I'm just going to stop you there. Not professional, not trained, just just me thinking I can twerk on a night out and slut drop in that. As if you'd put that in your bio. Yeah, like, I was like, I'm not like, a dancer. Dancing. Yeah, no, I was like, like, I just on a night out when I'm pissed, basically, like nothing like insane. And there was like, um, yeah, can you dance for us now in the audition? And I was like, no, they fucking didn't. Yeah. Test. Did you have to bust out some kind of choreography? Two full songs I had to dance to. <laughs> <laughs> I dread to it. So that footage must be somewhere. Oh yeah, they've got it somewhere. But and I was like, I'd need to see this footage back. But the um originally they went, Can you dance for us? And then they didn't actually want to put music on. No. And I was like I'd have literally thrown like, myself yeah, out I, the window. I was like, yeah, can I can I put a song on? They was like, oh, do we have to? And I was like, Kind of, yeah. Like I just, I, I feel like I'm not going to get the vibe. You're not going to pick up on anything no, that no. to silence. Yeah, so I had to dance to two full songs. What were the songs? It was Gecko Overdrive, that I can't stop this feeling, baby, only you can... And then Trini Dem Girls by Nicki Minaj. This all sounds awful. I mean, it seemed to be all right, though, because right. I then went got a phone call a few days later and was like, you've made it to the final... Um, stage in the audition and you need to come to london i've never been to london before i had to actually get the producer to meet me at euston because you didn't know how to I didn't navigate know to get the tube and no. get from here a to b um and then there was like six of us in a room and we had to do like icebreakers oh and, that's my hell and there was like put yourselves in order from like who's the most funniest and like, I was like there was only one answer uh, yeah yeah. And then there was like, who's the best on a night out? Who's most likely to pull? Just all them types of questions. Then I literally got a phone call again a few days later and was like, we'd love for you to be one of our reps on the show. I was actually in TGI Friday's car park at the time. <laughs> <laughs> Going for a meal with my brother. Going for some Jack Daniels yes. strips. Yeah. yeah. Your brother, your twin. My older brother. Oh, because something I was going to say is lots of people don't know this about you. You have a twin. I an have identical a... twin. <laughs> Not identical. Not an identical <laughs> twin. <laughs> We're actually nothing alike. Yeah, no, but you're from the same egg that split. You just don't look alike now. Or were you two separate eggs? Two separate eggs. Oh, right. I so we're you... non-identical. Oh, Like I polar thought... opposite. Like yeah. made probably different wombs. No. 
It wasn't a different room. It Could was the same time, both snuggled together. Yeah. But he's just like, he, you do have a look of each other, though. No, we look nothing alike, Tass. You do, he just doesn't Them have a tan. <laughs> he just doesn't have a tan. <laughs> he's straight and he doesn't have a tan. He's also got lighter hair and blue eyes. Okay. But also, him and my older brother look similar. Right. I look different. You're the black sheep. I'm adopted. Right, yeah. okay. <laughs> Both in personality. Yeah, yes. And yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so going back to the TV thing. Mm. So that's how you got onto I Be The Weekender. Mm -hmm. And then obviously that's like a secure job for you then because then you're well, invited it, back. It was, but only after a couple of years because a lot of people just go and do one series. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's been so many reps in total but like so many people just do one and then go yeah because i like took the place of two of the new boys from the year before yeah do you did you have to have a job in between so when you weren't filming you had to come back and like return to normality yes yeah, so i was like i didn't really know what the situation was going to be like when we got back i was like i don't really know obviously especially up until it airing because people still didn't know yeah but i just got a job at um a pub naming mums yeah and i just used to work like monday to thursday during the day Ottering around yeah it was like weddings or a funeral or a christening i just used to work behind the back eight hey, tips were good were they yeah i bet they were yeah really mm. really good really great yeah yeah so then it picked up a bit and yeah. now like you've done celebs on the farm celebs go dating you've done it all i've done a, quite a few yeah yeah and like what's the plan what's the long-term plan just make enough money that you can chill <laughs> yeah I mean, obviously, I think everyone would love to do that, wouldn't they? But yeah. I did present a dating show for ITV2 called The Cabins. I did two series of that and I absolutely loved it. You flourished. Yeah, so I'd obviously, I'd love to start presenting again or do something, but like we've said, it's not... It's not just like... I want to do presenting. Okay, well, we're going to make a TV show for you. Yeah. It's not that. It's not. It's really not and that. in the people that are in the kind of like long-term contracts, mm -hmm. like you're like, I know his name's trash now, but like you Philip Schofield as an example yeah. before he was hated by the public. Um, but like stuff like that mm. is so hard to come by. Yeah. Even like Kem off Love Island, who I thought was hilarious. And yeah. I was like, he'll definitely get something. Yeah. He's had bits and bats, but mm. he's not like solid no on i am really lucky because i have done loads of shows you have like loads especially like consider i started what in 2015 so that's what eight years ago yeah like i've done so much and i was actually just in london last week filming and this week filming which was good as well yeah what is your experience if you don't mind sharing mm. you know with like do you get like no advice on how to like look after your money, do you, like, or do you get support about it? With Weekender, they were always really good with us and, like, we always had, some, we always had like, a point of contact no matter what. Yeah. Um, and even, like, when the show, even after filming and between between the it actually airing and then even after, we'd always had a point of contact. Yeah. Um, especially for me as well, because after a few years, I knew that I was going to obviously keep doing Weekender. Yeah. So was always just a person there. And then like as soon as one finished, they were basically getting ready. And if like an exec or a producer had changed, they'd just introduce themselves to me anyway. Right. But it is, it's a struggle. Like it's really, really hard. Like people think that the second you've been on TV, you walk out and you're a millionaire. And that is not it at all. It's not. And if anything, especially if you go on to like a show like Geordie Shaw mm. that's quite risque and mm. you swear every other word and you're yeah. getting drunk and stuff like that. If you get invited on for one series and then you get dropped, it could actually affect you getting a job. Of course. Surely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Because 
even though they're not allowed to judge, a lot of people, a lot of companies will judge you of on that. Of course they will, yeah. I mean, I went to a party to do with MTV in Newcastle and there was quite a lot of the Geordie Shaw like cast there. Yeah. And one of the cast members had just been told that they had been dropped and they were like beside themselves. Yeah. And I was speaking to them about it. Mm. And I'm not going to like mention any names or anything yeah. like that, but they were literally like, what am I going to do? Yeah. Like di distraught. Mm. And I actually thought, this is the part that you don't see. You no. see it like being absolutely mint and yeah. they're making loads of money and they get drinks for free and stuff yeah. like that. And actually... But I think nine times out of 10 people don't help themselves because people love to show the flourished, gorgeous, rich lifestyle on Instagram. So, so in hindsight, it's not really like it's pretty obvious why people would have that opinion. Yeah, of course. Of, like a lot of a lot of people from TV do show like this in Dubai or like I went to the Maldives. Look at this, and obviously, and a lot of it's gifted. Yeah, it's gifted. Yeah. Um, but then people obviously see that and think they've got to be rich. Yeah. And that is just is not the case at all. No. But that I, I just feel like I just, it would be nice if like more people were more authentic. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because then it's more relatable for viewers. Yeah. Like when, I remember when Lewis Capaldi had released like a couple of his first songs mm. and they were like really growing in popularity. Yeah. And he did like a radio interview that I listened to and they were like, so, you know, you must be buzzing. And he was like, I'll be buzzing next year because then I get paid for the songs. He was like, I'm still skint living at my mum and dad's yeah. this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And people were like, what? You've got two number one songs? Yeah. And he was like... Yeah, but in this kind of like industry, mm. it takes 12 months for oh, it to yeah. like build traction. Yeah. And I was like, that's crazy because now he'll be worth however much. But... Yeah, but people obviously as well, especially in music, people are just taking cuts here, there and everywhere, aren't they? Yeah. Because he'll have wanted to push himself to get to number one. Yeah. But I would say that that was like my experience when I did like, because I did like bits and bats, like yeah. I said, of presenting. And it was like, get paid a day rate. I don't even mind sharing how much I used to get paid. I used to get paid like £200 a day and then yeah. all my expenses paid for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when I was posting on Instagram, people were like, You've, you're smashing it. Yeah. Because <laughs> I was at a five-star hotel that I hadn't paid for. Drinking yeah. drinks I didn't pay for yeah. and getting paid. Yeah. And I think people were like, you have made it. And I yeah. thought, actually, I'm fucking in my mum and dad's bedroom at right. home. Right. And that's like the reality of it. And I just thought it'd be an interesting angle. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I moved out. I mean, to be fair, I used to also work seasons abroad in Magaluf as well. Oh, did you? Yeah. Like anyway? Yeah. So I didn't really see the point in me ever buying my own place because I was away from home like March till October. Yeah. So I never really saw the point. But then when I stopped doing that, I was like, right, I kind of need to move out. And I'm like, do I even have the money? to yeah. do that yeah like even though i'd done like three series a weekend or like do i have it yet no i actually don't have it yet yeah and that's you know? like what we were saying about you you getting advice from weekender and they're really yeah. good with you now that you're a bit older and a bit more experienced you've mm. got that kind of like advice and a yeah. bit of a nest egg to kind of yeah but it's a shame because a lot of the people that do go on tv or get chosen for tv get chosen because they are a bit scatty and erratic and yeah bad with money and etc. Yeah. It's almost like those people, because they have the funny personalities, don't they? Mm -hmm. The chaotic yes. individuals. Yes. Yeah, I mean, like I said, with Weekender, they always really looked after me. And to be fair, like other shows that I did after that as well, I was really looked after and they did they did help us. And we always knew like there was like a, a psych, if we needed to speak to a psych or a welfare person. That's so good. But like, I guess I'm quite lucky because I've done quite a few shows and I feel like I've always been really look, well looked after, which is good. Yeah. But I think also when you've got an agent, that also helps because you know you can always speak to them, especially if you have to go 
if you have a good relationship with your agent. Yeah. Like I do. My agent's like one of my best friends. Yeah. I love her. And is she like, so how does it work? Does she find you work? You don't even have to do anything now. So I don't really, I don't really have to do much. Like that's kind of like her job, her is, job. To, is to find me work. Yeah. yeah. But we do have such a good bond as well, which is amazing. Yeah. Um, and then she works alongside another agency as well. And they might uh, look out for work for me as well. Yeah. Which is great. That's how you know you've made it. Yeah. When it's not you <laughs> looking for your own work. You're not on Indeed. They're on Indeed. <laughs> Hello. But yeah, do you, do you ever like struggle with your like mental health? Um, to do with like work related or are you quite fortunate that you just like no I am a pa- I'm a panicker when it comes to work because I started working when I was like 13 yeah I've always worked and I've found like in TV like you could I could feel I could have filmed Weekender for a month then what am I doing for the other 11 months? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And then that's why I was like, I'm just going to have to work in Magaluf as well just to earn money, but then also doing something fun and what yeah. I'm going to enjoy doing. Um, But like mentally, I would say my mental health's all right. Like I feel like... You're I'll, quite strong. Yeah, I am quite strong. But sometimes that's not good. Like Why? Because you're in Delulu. No, like <laughs> if I just want to like break down and cry, that's just not going to happen. Like my tears don't turn on. Do they not? No, like I never And do you actually cry. crave that sometimes? Do you think I, feel I like just want to feel? If I'm like really angry or upset about something, I, you know when people say, if you just have a good cry, you're going to feel better. I just think, I can't. It doesn't come out. Like, like I just think, like, I try and just like, you know, just get a tear, but nothing's falling. You're like Cameron Diaz in The Holiday. Yes. When she's like... Mm-hmm. Yeah, when she's like trying to force a tear out. That's me. I can't do it. What star sign are you? Taurus. Oh, okay. Does that say a lot? No, you're no. just an earth sign. <laughs> just nothing, actually. There's nothing about no, you. Nothing. No, you're just an earth sign, so you're quite grounded. So there's no... That dramatic level of like a fire sign or a water sign. Like right. I'm a water sign and I'm in the depths of despair if something goes wrong. Okay. You're quite grounded. Yeah, quite okay. Quite middle. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Good place to be. It's a very good place to be. Good. But we um, we briefly discussed, actually, before the cameras were rolling, um, about your current love life. Dead. <laughs> Dead. How single are we talking? Like, embarrassingly no. single. Like, not even texting, like, one person. Oh. Well, it's cuffing season. It's cuffing season. And you need a big boy. And I, I want a big boy. <laughs> Give me a big boy. Do you know what I mean? Like, I need that. You need that. You just need but, someone to snuggle in and bin. Yeah, but then I just think, do I though? Yeah. Because. You are an independent woman. They just, it's just, it's draining. Dating in this, this day in life is draining. Yeah. It's everything. And like the dating apps have ruined it. Yeah. I was just about to say, where are the days when we used to go out and meet people, but I wasn't even, I'm not even old enough for that. So I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All the day. God, I miss those days. <laughs> Where we used to write letters to each other. <laughs> and I, I did say to you before as well, I was like, if you want, I'll mention it on the podcast and then see if someone reaches out. And he went, yeah, but the thing is, if someone DM'd me, I'd air them anyway. Yeah. So don't reach out, basically. Yeah, unless you're absolutely gorgeous. Unless you're a 10 out yeah. of 10. What was the word you used before? Dishy. Dishy. Unless you're a bit of a dish. If you're a dish, DM. <laughs> If you're minging, no offence. Like, if you're like it's over not in the 30, script. No, it's not in the script. That will not be in the script. If you're over 35, DM. Oh. Oh, yeah, I don't like younger. Do you like, do you know, I actually have a little thing for Simon Cowell. Is that a bit of you? No. Right. 
I was going to say let's share it. But <laughs> no. No, you can just be no, mine. No, yeah, you can have, yeah. Who's your dream, I'm man? thinking I'm more like Gary Barlow. Ew. Are you joking? He gets fitter as he gets older. No. Yeah, Gary Barlow is sexy. Tom Hardy. Yeah. That is me. Right, we'll share him. Yeah. Idris Elba. Ooh. Anthony Joshua. Yeah. Bit of me. Yeah. So you just, you do want a big boy for the season. I do want a big boy. Give me a big boy. So, <laughs> so what is coming up next for you? Have you got a panto booked? I've not. I'm actually not doing panto this Christmas. What is that? For just the first you didn't time in years. Well, I'd just done uh, an adult tour. Right. Uh, at the end of last year. Then I went straight into Christmas pant or Snow White. And then in January, straight off the back of me finishing Snow White, I actually went into the Little Mermaid tour. In January? So, yes, Does I did. Did it pop off in January? Oh, it, well, it was adult again. Oh, the so adult I did, ones always so I did pop. adult tour, Christmas pant or adult tour. So when the conversation was about, I was just kind of like... I've had enough. Yeah, I said to my friend, I was like, I can't do it. No. Even though it's not till December. Yeah. As I can't do it. Well, this is the thing as well that we didn't mention before about Panto. It is so fucking intense. Like the most intense. You literally do a two week solid rehearsal yeah. where you're in every day, yeah. like eight o'clock in the morning till whenever. Yeah. It's a full time job it's and it's not as easy as everybody <laughs> thinks it is. <laughs> It literally is though, isn't it? Yeah. You've got all the drama that comes with it. So you do two weeks solid rehearsal and then you're literally on stage doing two to three shows a day. Mainly three. Mainly three. Mainly three. For three weeks, four weeks, depending on how long the run is. And in that time, you like basically sign your life away. So unless it's like Christmas day, yeah. you have no day off. Oh no, literally. So you're literally, by the end of it, we were all snapped. We hated each other. I had and I put on five stones. I'm drinking <laughs> that much Lucas Ed and just and Pepsi Max and snacks. Like I was like, if I don't have sugar, I'm gonna pass out. <laughs> so I put on about five stone. I put on weight in pantos. And people as well. were like, you're gonna lose so much weight in pantos. I was like, oh my god, I'm so excited. And I literally come out and I was like, piled it on. It is true though because we. You'll be like rehearsing, rehearsing all day and then it'll get to like 5pm, no one's eating and they'll be like, right, everyone's got seven minutes to yeah. go and get food. And I'd be like, right, I'll have to Mackey's, get a McDonald's. Go to Mackey's. I'll have to get a McDonald's and a, Greg for yeah. a Greg's for dessert. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, people don't, I think, don't realise how intense it is. And I remember when I told my friends, I was like, yeah, yeah, three shows today. And yeah. they were like, sorry. What? And I was like, yeah, so it's like the school show at 10 a.m yeah then it's the matinee and then it's the evening yeah. show and then we'd go out and get pissed yeah how do we still look so young <laughs> it's beside we me. look 18 <laughs> we literally do look fresh <laughs> out of the womb but yeah so it's been absolutely flipping stunning having you here God. have you enjoyed enjoy what being here yeah i'm just obsessed with the couch <laughs> David walked in and he was like, where have you got that couch from? Send me the link. Gorgeous. Do you love it? Yeah. Yeah. And do you it's know what? It was snug. a bargain. It's just, it looks snuggly. It's the snuggly vibe, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. But yeah, so if you would like to see David back for another episode of Live Thrives and Mental Health Dives. They probably don't. They but... probably do. <laughs> okay. That's the thing. Right. The people voted for you. Right. So I was thinking this. When you actually DM'd me saying the, ga the people have spoken, I thought, hey, many. About 2,000. That is I'll a show lie. You. I'll show you. That is a lie. It's not. I put it. On, I put the poll on like so people could vote. Mm -hmm. And the front runners, I think you were second. Wow. With like 2,000 votes for like, get David. 
So when I said the people have spoken, they have. They and I've delivered. They've spoken. And spoken. I, I had no I love how we can just keep doing flicking. that. <laughs> I've got no air to flick, but I just want it. Thanks, guys. I'm Thanks, just go- guys. But yeah, thank you so much for coming. It's been <gasps> flipping stunning. It's been gorgeous. <laughs> and tune in next time for more Lives for Eyes and Mental Health Days. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> you, I can't have him. <laughs>